Welcome everyone, I'm Joel Van Hoogen and this is the Bread of Life. This radio ministry is sponsored by Church Partnership Evangelism and its local missions fellowship, the Bread of Life Church in Boise, Idaho. If you're looking for a place to give to that's taking the gospel in direct and personal evangelism throughout the world, then please consider Church Partnership Evangelism. On a daily basis, we're working with pastors in Asia and Africa and South America and Europe equipping them and directing them into engagements in the gospel with lost people. God is working through this ministry to see many brought to Christ and churches planted in many places. You can learn more about how God is using us by going to traincpe.org or breadoflifeboise.org. And now to God's Word. To understand why the Christian faces temptations is to understand how the Christian can overcome those temptations. If you have been born again of the Spirit of Christ, you are a new creation in Jesus Christ. You've been made new, and you have a redeemed spirit by which you commune with the Spirit of God. It is a new life and a powerful life, and it is a life completely at odds with sin. Unfortunately, though you are redeemed in your spirit, your body not so much. You have an unredeemed, sin-sick body that is at odds in its appetites and impulses with that of the new person you are in Christ. And so a fight begins with every new believer, a fight against this world, a fight against the God of this world, and a fight against your own flesh. But here's a word of encouragement. The new you, the new man that you become in Christ when you put your faith in Jesus Christ is more powerful, and has been granted divine authority to win the fight against the deeds of your flesh. For the Christian, sin doesn't rise from our hearts because we have been given new hearts. It doesn't rise from our spiritual minds because we've been given the mind of Christ. It comes to us from the extremities of our being, not from the core of who we are. Now, you might want to correct me if you've read Romans 7 or all. You might say, wait, Joel, I see something here in verse 14. There, Paul says, I am carnal and sold under sin. But you might read it that way. The NIV actually puts it this way. I am unspiritual, sold under sin. Now, here's the problem. The word there is, I am of the flesh. That's what it says. I am of the flesh. It's sarks again. And Paul is not saying, I am in the flesh. He's saying, I am of the flesh, sold under sin. In other words, Paul is saying, not that I am in the flesh, but I'm still earthly. My regenerate spirit is still kept in this body that is fleshly. I'm a redeemed man in an unredeemed body, and this body is still under the law or the impulses and influence of sin. That's what Paul's saying. But now Paul says in verse 23 something. Go down to Romans 7 to verse 23. By the way, in verse 23, Paul is going to say basically the exact same thing that he says in verse 14. Paul there says, I see another law or impulse in my flesh, in my members, that's warring against the law of my mind, the impulse of the new creation I am, bringing me into captivity or drawing me into the captivity of the law or impulse of sin, which is in my members. So Paul's saying actually the same thing that he's saying in verse 14 there. There's still something going on in my body that's not in cooperation with it. What do we say to all this? This is the, Paul is not making an excuse. Paul is not forming some weird way of looking at himself so he can excuse bad behavior in his life 
And so he can kind of make some kind of dichotomy between his spirit and his body and saying, well, that's where my body wants to go, but I'm still good because this is where my spirit is. And so don't hold me accountable. That's not what Paul is doing. Paul is basically just expressing a reality that because he has a spirit that has changed, because he has been born again and a regenerate man, for the first time in his life, he finds out that his spirit is completely opposed to his flesh. And they're not in cooperation with one another. This isn't a cozy excuse on Paul's mind or what Paul is saying. This is a description. Romans chapter 7 is a description of the real and vigorous and anguished filled battle against sin that the born-again man has with the sin that roils in his body and his flesh. When we came to Christ, our spirits left their cozy, compromised resting place in our sinful bodies, and our flesh and our spirits went to opposite corners, and a fight began. Paul says there's a fight going on between the new man I am in Christ and the body that I still occupy. Only a regenerate person could have written the words of Romans 7. Only a regenerate person could say that in his inmost being he delighted in the law of God. Only a regenerate person could say that they hated the sin that they found themselves doing. Only a regenerate man could cry out when they saw the roiling of sin in their body, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Would want that deliverance and be rescued from it. So Paul is just describing this battle that's taking place, this new battle that's taking place. Here's what the enemy does. That would be our fourth point for today. Here's what the enemy does when sin begins to express itself and flash up within the surface of the new man. And by the way, if you've not been born again, you're just an old man residing in the flesh. And you, at some point in time, can control it and compose it and domesticate it and educate it, but it's still there and it will flash up. It's just the animal spirits of a man, fallen man, living in the basement of his flesh, expressing the darkness that comes out over time. That's what you have. For the believer, here's the hope. I've been elevated out of the flesh. I've been raised up in Christ. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a new spirit in Christ that I might now come out and dictate what's going on in my flesh. When we fall into sin, when the memory of an old sin comes upon us, when its appetites come upon us, when we're brought to revert back to those things and a new sin erupts within us, Satan comes along and says, yeah, you still belong to me. You haven't changed. You're just the same person. The sins that you're acting upon are just a demonstration that they're indicative that I've got a hold of you, that I've got control of your life. Because it's roiling within us still. And, and God gives us an answer here. No. I died with Christ. I live with Christ. I died with Him never to die again. I live with Him to live forever for His glory and His honor and His praise and I'm dead to you. And yes, sin still roils in the appetites of my flesh, but it has no claim on me because it is not what my heart wants. It's not the current of the love of God that's coursing through me. It's not the current of the fresh divine river of life that comes out when we want to glorify Him and please Him and serve Him. And that current is going to win. The current is going to overcome because God has given me a promise that I'm more than victors through Jesus Christ. That he who's begun a good work and you will complete it until the day of Christ. That's what I rest in and that's my promise. You're attempting me and trying to appeal to my flesh. You're appealing not to the core of my being. 
And my heart rejects this temptation. This is what Paul is saying. Know this. Understand this. And Paul is going to, by the way, you'll see this in Romans 6, Romans 7, number Romans 8. He's going to repeat this theme over and over again. And here's something I know. When the Bible repeats something over and over again, the reason it does it is because it needs to be repeated over and over again. In your life, you need to know something. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, you're a new creature in Jesus Christ, and you have authority to address the sin that roils in your flesh. And so this is the application that he's going to make. Paul makes it in another place. Paul basically says, all right, so my body and my spirit have gone to opposite corners. Okay, let the fight begin. Paul actually writes at another time in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he says, I beat my body to keep it under subjection. That is, some translation, I discipline my body. The word that's given for that is actually the word from which you get black and blue. It's like he says, I give my body a black eye. I make it serve my purposes, the Spirit's purposes. And God is investing to our spirits, this born-again spirit, authority over our bodies. And that's what Paul is going to say here. What does he say? What are the applications he gives to this? Really quickly, go back to Romans chapter 6 now, verses 12 through 14. Now that you're this new man, now that the old man has died, now that you're a new man in Christ, now that you recognize that sin is just roiling in your body, he says, don't let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. That's what your old man was doing. He was just presenting your body to the sin. Here, let's go here, let's do that. You don't have to do that anymore. He says, no. Now, in the new man you are, present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Take the position of authority here. Take the initiative here. Don't be initiated by the instincts of the flesh. Go above it. Take the initiative. Come from what you are in Christ. Come from the fullness of life you have in Jesus Christ and assert yourself over the impulses of your body. So in verse 19, he says, Now, present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. Present your members. You take it. You take control of these things. Well, how can we do that? Well, you can't if you're an old man just residing in the flesh. But you can if you've been a new man created in Christ Jesus with a new spirit. And Paul will talk about this more and more as we go on. So eventually we'll say in Romans 8 that through the Spirit we can put to death the deeds that are done in the flesh. On to sanctification, knowing my place in Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truths. God, we thank you for the lessons that you teach us almost daily of the trepidations or the weaknesses of our flesh, teaching us to approach any confidence we have in our physical powers and our physical abilities and our mental abilities with trepidation because they falter and they fail and they drop out from underneath us. The arm of flesh will fail you. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you even when you come against our physical bodies and beat them down in sickness just to demonstrate how completely and totally weak we are in the body and powerless we are in the body. But oh, to have the Spirit of the living God dwelling with us abiding with us as friend to friend, as king and ruler and guide, to live in 
agreed submission to him. Slaves, to your grace and your mercy and your righteousness and your command. To under that command to give dictation and command to our very bodies, presenting it to you for your glory and your honor. Presenting our members to you to be used for your sake and for your glory. Speaking against its impulse. Bringing it into discipline. By your spirit in cooperation and complete yieldedness to you. So that you might dominate. You might dominate and agree we might, we, with you and you might dominate over our bodies. And that you would put out a commission. It's instincts. Lord, to this end we come to you, we seek you. The battle goes on, but we glorify you and we praise you for this high place we have. We don't have to scratch and claw our way up to a holy life. We have a relationship with you that will never end. We have holy communion with you as friend to friend. In this high place where we yield ourselves and you fill us with your very presence in your life. We may descend back into the battle armed for the good fight, for victory. And we praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Before we sign off, I want to remind you of a ministry website that we've developed called testyourtestimony.com. Our concern is that there are many in our churches that do not have a true born-again relationship with the Lord Jesus and so face the prospect of His rejection and judgment on the last day. Our pity for these has made us develop a site where a person can apply the command of 2 Corinthians 13.5 to test themselves and see whether they are in the faith. Please go to that site and prayerfully consider someone else that you can share it with. For now, we look forward to being with you again at the Bread of Life. Till then, may God bless you.